The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Dubai, good afternoon, welcome to Man in Line. Open line 661368, telephone number. Email studio at manxradio.com. You can text on 166177 and WhatsApp on the same number, but you will need us in your contacts. 07624 166177. Anything to uh, follow on from yesterday was. Constituency Day yesterday on Man in Line with John Wallenberg and David Ashford from Douglas North. Any thoughts on that? Or anything else you want to talk about? Will's first on today. Hi, Wilf. Hi, uh, hi Andy. Um, just two things today, if you've got time. But, By all means, uh, yeah, go ahead. The, the, the first one is our beach, Ramsey Beach, um, South Shore. It's absolutely filthy at the moment. That's the corner where everybody uh, goes to when the tide is in. That's the only bit of beach we got left. Um, now, if you remember, a couple of years ago, I got it cleaned free of charge because the fellas took the gravel away and made use of it. I don't know that they stockpiled it, what they've done with it, but they will do it again. They've said they will do it again if I wanted to. I've told them, right, now I'll get your permission to get that sorted out. So, of course, I said, right, I've got to get proper permission first. So, uh, Tim Cowan in the town hall, he rung up to see. I said, let's get the permission sorted out. He rung it up. We're not allowed to do it. Now then, the, the, uh, they want to take the... There's a lot of rubbish on the beach at the moment. A lot of rubbish. It's piling up. The grass is starting to grow again. Next thing, there'll be birds nesting on it. Then that'll be fenced off, and you can't use the beach. Um, so Defa said we can. there's no law against us cleaning the beach. So we're sorted out, but they won't let us do it. Um, they, won't let it they, won't, they won't give me permission to tell these fellas to go and clean it at no cost to Ramsey. It's just ridiculous. Any particular reason? <laughs> well, I don't like to name people, you see, but they put a fellow in charge now who, let, let me think, the previous man that was in charge of it all, he said he couldn't get on with this new fella. He's, he's now retired. He couldn't get on with this new fella. And... So I don't, I don't know this new fellow. He might be from across or whatever. I don't know. But obviously he shoved it on to the next man down the line. And he is a Ramsey man. I won't name him, but he's a Ramsey man. He's got the job. And he is stopping us taking the gravel off. He says we can drag all the rubbish back uh, and, and, and let the sea take it away. But that doesn't work. It just keeps washing back up in that corner again. Um... But he won't let us take any gravel off. And we want to take about two foot of gravel off to put it back somewhere like it was and you get down to the nice clean sand. But it just, well, there's no reason. They just, no, you can't do it. Uh, beach buddies don't want to know because they don't want to get involved, he said. So 
that's as much as we can do. That I'm just putting this out to the people so that what the next move now, I will have to ring our two HKs and say, get it done. Well, get them sorted out. I mean, the important thing is, regard. I mean, four weeks today, the schools break up. That's the one. So four weeks That's today, we could be seeing, if the weather's half decent, we could be seeing, uh, you know, school kids, uh, school children yes. and what have you down on the beach. Uh, would yeah, you say, well, would I... you say it's suitable at the moment? No, no, it's it's bad. There's actually there was actually a small tree uh, sitting there at the moment, washed up, and the lifeboat fellows are struggling trying to shift it. It'll have to be cut up and taken away. But this this these people that will take the gravel away, they said they'll they'll deal with the rubbish as well. All done for nothing, all free of charge, and put the beach down to the level it should be, so the birds don't nest on it. Anyway. Beside that, I've told the people now, so it's up to them. Now, I will get on to the MHK, see can they do anything, because we're getting to, it'll be spurred nesting time shortly. Now, the other little rant was, <laughs> which is uh, the Riverside Development Plans, they got rejected, you see. Yeah. I was just reading this bit in the paper. It's just, just a bit of a, you see, these people came to the town hall to see what we thought of it and all the rest of it. Well, I didn't make any comment of what I thought about it, but I said, I want, I want a one-to-one -one meeting with your flood expert. Yes, that would be sorted out, all the rest of it. Next thing I see it, heard nothing appalled about it. Then I see it in the paper, nearly passed. That was last week and a week before. It was nearly passed. Now it's been knocked on the head for now, but they might come back. But I was just this amusement bits in here that just said um, Hamish Laird, who was the who was the um, chief um, planning officer. I've never heard of him. Is he a new man? What I don't know. But obviously, he, I don't know. If he even looked at the site, but he, he doesn't know what's going on. But he said, planning officer Hamish Laird said the site should be flood free. Even in the amount, an event of a one in two hundred year flooding event. Now, according to that, then my middle name is Methuselah, because um, I've seen it a dozen times in my lifetime. I don't know where these people get that information from. I was just trying to put it out to these people who was going to build it. I was going to take the flood man, their expert, roundabout and show them what I have seen in my lifetime. Simple as that, but it never happened. Well, the I mean, the developer claimed that there were, I mean, the, their words, untruths being told about the flood risks in the area. That's untruths. Okay, I'm a liar. I've leaned out, I've, 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 I've come May the 4th, I've been here for 80 years. And, of course, I haven't seen anything in 80 years. I don't know about these things, obviously. And, and you've seen it flood four times. At least a dozen times. At least a dozen times. How many? When was the, when was the most recent time it flooded? Do you reckon? Oh, every time we get big tides, if the water goes in there, it floods in there. Now they they, they were talking about a spine road, um, and that's more or less straight out from the old bakery upriver. And that the spine road is because 
when you get to the corner, of first corner, uh, going into uh, going into the Ponderosa, as we call it, there's a, it's deep. It's, 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 you go off the edge of the road, it's deep. That would take thousands and thousands of tons of rubble to fill that up. Now, if you do a spine road, it doesn't take so much rubble. It's going to take a lot. But then this this is going to be a wall, a solid wall. So this this place, you see, it's not just a floodplain and the water comes in from the river and the tide when it's big. While that's not happening, it's draining all the ground behind it permanently. It's running out all the time. There's actually a stream there. It runs out all the time. You build this thing... What about the water behind this thing? There's going to be continually building up. So you're going to make it wetter and wetter inside this wall. The only way you can build on this is put thousands and thousands, millions of tons maybe, and build it up to the level that Dan Dada built behind this lot. They, 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 they raised the ground about 20 feet and built their houses on top of concrete rafts on top of that because you're not allowed well used to be you're not allowed by law you cannot build on rubble unless it's settled for 20 25 years that used to be the law but of course they got by putting piles in and rafts and built the houses on top of that so, but, well, apparently, well, obviously there was a petition about the saying that the salt marsh, uh, Paul Dewey, should be left untouched as it stands. Yeah, well, uh, the salt marsh, they weren't going to do that anyway. That's, that was going to be left. That was fair enough. That's, that's uh, where the floods up, where it used to be come up to the tip. Uh, the, the tide covers that and the swans nest on that and what other used to nest on it. Was that where you uh, used to swim with the long tails as a kid? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, you used to run run around with sticks trying to kill them to sell the tails. The tuppence, the tuppence for the female penny for the Well, for they the reckon these people behind this, uh, the, the, they may be appealing about this. They may, uh, because it's... That's was, right, yeah, they, they, might, they might appeal. I don't know what, how... I, well, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't bother me one bit. I know what I've seen, and that's all there is to it. And, of course, there'll be other people at my age... Living in that area, or or living in Ramsey, has seen all this before. The key to all this wealth, of course, will be the insurance companies, because you know people have to get flood insurance, and surely if they know that it's flooded so many times, that would influence any insurance underwriter's decision. Well, I would say so, but they've already said, you see, that they're going to build inside this wall, and then outside the wall, they were going to build them on stilts. I mean, what does that tell you? You, you, you? you buy a house and you get a rowing boat free? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. Okay. They, uh, they, these, people are, these people are talking about, they've come from across and they think they know. And the only way to build, and I, did, I told that to Dan Barra, how to build where they built, and they took notice of me. They built themselves an island of rubble and put the houses on top of that. Well, maybe I'm... 
Uh, yeah. We're in Ramsey next week, by the way, Will. Man and Lines coming live from the Queen's Pier um, a week tomorrow, right. a week okay. on Friday. We're coming live from there, so maybe uh, maybe you can pop over, have a chat on the air, and maybe I'll have a look at the beach and see what, you, see what you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, oh, by all means. By all means, the more people know about, the better. All right. Okay. Thanks, yeah, Will. That would be great. Yeah. Good okay. Cheers now. Uh, it's at uh, 19 minutes past 12. Yep. Uh, Man in Line's going to be live in Ramsey. Week tomorrow, It's uh, we're going to be live from the Queen's Pier. Uh, it's actually the morning after the election. There's a commissioner's election on Thursday. Uh, four uh, four uh, candidates are in place, and we'll find out uh, live on Thursday night. I think our local democracy reporter, Emma Draper, is going to be live at the count. And also, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get the 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 winner in uh, to Man in Line. And in fact, if you want to pop over to Queen's Pier uh, next Friday, then we'd love to see you. Uh, we were last on Queen's Pier, I think it was last year, uh, talking about the progress that's being made in uh, restoring the Queen's Pier, but also... Uh, Things generally in Ramsey and the North, so if you want to pop along a week tomorrow, the great and the good and me will be there as a counterbalance. Uh, so if you want to nip along a week tomorrow live from Queen's Pier in Ramsey. Uh, a lot of discussion recently, says uh, Brenda, regarding the sighting of this sculpture at Niarbil. I speak with no knowledge of this or the Summerland site, but I just wonder whether Summerland will be suitable for a memorial garden, including trees, if necessary, in large containers, if soil depth isn't possible, uh, some walkways, flower beds, where sculptures could be included. Cruise ship passengers and other tourists take the horse tram up the prom to visit the garden. Could have a cafe as well, perhaps traditional Manx stone, not a cheap modern building, selling tea, coffee and what have you. Maybe a small gallery of Manx paintings. I've seen similar gardens in other countries. Uh, the public could be involved in fundraising. I'm sure we have others with suitable knowledge on the island who will be willing to contribute their different specialities. Just a thought, says Brenda. And funnily enough, Brenda, I've had various emails over the recent weeks regarding the fact that we have got cruise ships coming. Sixty, what, five dozen odd cruise ships are going to be coming throughout the summertime. And it's the elephant in our room on the promenade, well, apart from the Castle Mona Hotel, but we have to explain. Have you noticed, if you have a visitor, you have to explain what's happened to the Summerland site. That's where it used to be. It burnt down this, that, and the other. We built another one. We've knocked that down, and there's now a big hole with what used to be Summerland. It's a point, it's just something we have to explain away. Now, even if something temporary is done on the Summerland site, would that be better? just something temporary other than a temporary car park for the fairground people when they come during TT but uh, nobody at the moment has and we've got these four big projects that are going ahead the four brownfield site projects that are going ahead um, soon as possible really so we'll start to have cranes up in the air and we'll be starting to have concrete being mixed and what have you and scaffolding but still Summerland sits there unloved unwanted almost and on government books so do you think it might be time for them to offer it to somebody even on a temporary basis crikey they could offer a five year lease knowing full well nothing's going to happen in the next five years with Summerland it's been sitting there empty uh, like a, a mouth open with broken teeth hasn't it for ages and ages so what do we do about Summerland have you got any thoughts on this 
Uh, I don't know whether you know, um, we had Martin Perkins on a wee while ago talking about the organ donation uh, bill that uh, uh, was passed. It actually passed on the Isle of Man. It got royal assent, but we got nowhere with it. And, of course, at the moment in the UK, they're talking a lot about uh, assisted dying and whether or not, if it comes in on the Isle of Man, what implications that will actually have for the UK, whether or not, you know, that that's uh, something they need to think about. So the organ donation timeline, where are we? How do we move forward? What do you think? The opt-out system would see all Manx residents automatically enrolled as organ donors unless they choose to remove permission. Former Gulf MHK Martin Perkins put forward the idea in a private member's bill in 2020, but since completing the legislative process the following year, it hasn't been brought into force. Last month, Cabinet Office Minister Kate Lord Brennan confirmed no date had been set for the implementation of the laws, admitting it's a complicated piece of legislation to enact. But now, her department has published a proposed timeline for the introduction of the Human Tissue and Organ Donation Act. Stage one will see a steering group reconvened and a project lead appointed, with codes drafted and government stakeholders engaged. That will be followed by a six-week public consultation on the codes and a 12-month public campaign. Stage three involves a second public consultation and a summary of responses before the Cabinet Board and Council of Ministers approve the changes ahead of them being laid before Tinwald at stage four. There'll also need to be training for Manx Care before the Act is implemented in stage five of the timeline. In the meantime, the Cabinet Office says you can register your decision through the Organ Donation Register and talk to your family about whether you'd consent to donating organs. That's where we are at the moment. I just wonder what your thoughts are with uh, this, uh, of course, Daniel's Law, it was known as... Um We'll see. Uh, as I mentioned, the assisted dying in the UK, something again that contentious on the Isle of Man, and that continues to move forward. Uh, received a letter today dated uh, today from Manx Telecom advising of increased charges. Uh, weekending 1st of April. Didn't take them long after the budget. Mobile users are really going to feel the pinch, says Kathleen. Uh, just a thought about single-use plastic. It might sound a bit trivial, but on every easy peeler tangerine, there's a little plastic label which can easily be thrown into the open with the peel. Uh, these could just uh, join the tear-off strips from the TT motorcyclists that are still in the hedges, some years old. I'm not a big believer in this climate change talk, says Ian. Um, but totally agree about littering being a big issue. And I didn't find out uh, that out from Google or Facebook. I'm fed up with people quoting reams of stuff, which might not be factual. And heaven knows what's written on Facebook, which I've never really bothered with. Dangerous technology, says Ian. Uh, thanks for that. Do you know, I, I think we should mark it, by the way. Can you remember that big day, that big day when single-use plastic was outlawed on the Isle of Man? Off the top of your head, can you remember? It was Thursday the 19th of October last year. That big Thursday when plastic suddenly became outlawed. Have you noticed any difference? Much difference. Still to this day, I think uh, it's fairly accepted now that um, we don't have a plastic bag tax. People charge for plastic bags, but it tends to, I think, just go in the till. We've never seen any 
figures of how much money has been raised by charging the public for a plastic bag and whether or not that money goes to any good cause. If you know any different, please tell me, because I've asked some of the people who charge me for plastic bags and they don't tend to know. But do you think it's any different to the way it was? Interesting point by Ian. I think we can all take different parts from the climate debate at the moment. There are lots of things that concern many different people. Some people disagree with things. Some people disagree with other things within this debate. But certainly littering has always been an issue that's uh, engendered opinion. People just being untidy still continues from our perch up here on Douglas Head. We often see people who've been to fast food outlets the night before leaving their litter on the pavement for the gulls to pick at. Now, what you can do about people like that, heaven knows. So, yes, do you remember it? The big day. Uh, just note this down in your diary. In fact, tattoo it on the back of your hand. Single plastic, single-use plastic has had outlaw status since Thursday, the 19th of October, 2023. Do you feel much better about that now? Thank you. Uh, I don't like the new boat, <laughs> says text of 630. I miss the Ben. Well, the Ben's still knocking about. The Ben is still uh, uh, stuck in Douglas Harbour at the moment. We don't know whether it's terribly compliant as far as uh, exhaust fumes are concerned. Thank you, Dino, for that. This uh, roundhouse debacle is ludicrous, says Sue. The victims include local businesses, working parents and their children. Mr Hooper seems determined to turn his back on them and let them suffer even though it's not their fault. He obviously thinks none of this is his responsibility and he appears to be gloating and obstructive rather than looking for a solution and compromise. Well, I'm sure, I'm not paraphrasing or speaking for him, but I'm sure Mr Hooper would say he does want a solution. It's like children fighting in the playground. Families could lose wages and jobs because of this incompetence. They've already been stung by the budget. This is playing with people's lives to make a point. Perhaps Braddon commissioners have made a mistake, but it's not Mr Hooper's job to turn his back on it. It's not a joke, and it needs sorting out. Now, this is the parking problem around the roundhouse, this brand-new leisure centre that's been built in, in Braddon. Lovely it is as well, but the parking and the access is a big problem. The Treasury, says Texter 768, has published, punished the middle band earners again, especially those towards the top of the middle band who are far from wealthy. The families who have high mortgage rates, high living costs and little or no help with childcare costs. The slightly higher earners become ineligible for child benefit, which was designed to be universal. It's too late to look at raising the threshold next year as young families need help now, especially with childcare costs. The tax increase has basically cancelled out wage rises and pension rises as those pushed to the higher tax ban by rises will be forced to pay it back in tax. The tax allowance is aimed at the very low earners while those on average wage will suffer. Earnings sound higher, but that's only because of inflation. The ordinary worker is not wealthy. So what kind of people are we trying to attract to the Isle of Man? The new rules certainly won't attract professional workers as they all fall into the discriminatory tax ban and childcare benefits are better in the UK anyway. So how do we approach this? A uh, text in now from 653 said, regarding assisted dying, and this is controversial, but I believe that anyone should be able to choose to die if they so wish. 
They'd obviously be questioning and counselling for months beforehand, but I believe that having this would actually help to reduce the number of suicides in the country in a similar way that safe injection rooms help reduce uh, deaths from drug overdoses. Ultimately, if someone wants to die, they should have the right and be able to do it without suffering. 653 sent that message in. Our assisted dying bill will have many provisos in it. Dr. Allenson has a great pains to point this out, including having been resident on the Isle of Man for a specific amount of time, but also in that you will have to be suffering from a terminal illness which will have to be diagnosed uh, a message in now from uh, oh just to, to remind you by the way this coming Saturday the 2nd of March uh, meet your MHKs Tim Glover and Jason Morehouse will be at the hall at the Abbey Church in Balasella it's going to be a week early they're premature not the 9th of March the 2nd of March 10 till 11.30 if you wish to, she, uh, wish to see Jason Morehouse and Tim Glover and uh, you want to chat to them about anything in particular or maybe things in particular then it's this coming Saturday Saturday, the hall at the Abbey Church in Balasala from 10 till 11.30. Whenever people talk about politics on the Isle of Man and perhaps a disconnect, well, that's one thing that you don't get in many other places. Of course, you can find out the phone number of any MHK by going to the Timble website and you can visit your MHK at, their, at least once a month. They have surgeries. Why is the government trying to charge us for keeping our families safe with camera doorbells? Have you seen this? Oh, this is going to be interesting. Video doorbell owners are urged to register with the Information Commissioner. Now, have you got one of these snazzy video doorbells that records outside your house? Now... That's fine if it records outside your house. However, if within the field of vision you record outside the boundary of your property, you have, by law, to register with the Information Commissioner. Reminders been issued to those who control or process personal data that they must register with the office, including paying a registration fee. You know that video doorbell? Well, apart from the fact you have to pay for it on a yearly basis, you're going to have to pay for it to the Information Commissioner. Uh, so if you have a video doorbell or CCTV that records outside the boundary of your property, you have to comply with the law, pay a statutory fee. If you don't, a fine of up to £10,000. £10,000. This includes businesses, sole traders. If you operate CCTV on commercial premises, well, well, well. You want more information on that? Go to manxradio.com. Click on the uh, news story there. Video doorbell owners urged to register with the information commissioner. <laughs> now, are we going to get plastic glass at TT Week in the pubs this year? They said there was an exemption last year for it. They said that was going to be OK. But, I mean, we have to be serious about single-use plastic. It wasn't surely... Surely it wasn't just a fad, was it? It wasn't just a kind of narcissistic trait which made us feel good because we were banning single-use plastic. Either it's banned or it's not. <laughs> 
It's good to talk. It's how we get things done. So when you apply for a personal loan from Black Horse, you'll get support from one of our relationship managers who's there to talk you through your application. You could borrow up to £50,000 with up to seven years to pay it back and you could receive your money within 24 hours of approval. Ready to talk? Go to blackhorseoffshore.co.uk to request a callback today. Finance subject to status. Applicants must be 18 or over. Following a cardiac arrest, for every minute that passes without action, the chance of survival falls by 10%. However, act within three minutes using CPR and defibrillator, and the chance of survival can be as high as 70%. A St. John Ambulance CPR and defibrillator course teaches the essential skills required and gives students the confidence to know what to do in this kind of emergency. Find out more. Call St. John Ambulance today on 674-387. Housing, benefits or employment issues, faulty goods, bad workmanship, financial problems and relationship breakdowns. We all run into difficulties in life and it can feel like there's no one who can help you sort them out. But at Manx Citizens Advice Service, we can help. As an independent charity, we offer free, confidential support covering all sorts of areas. You don't need an appointment. Just call in at Promenade Church, Lock Promenade Douglas, or call 366-338. Open Tuesdays from 12.30 till 3 and Fridays 10 till 12.30. Manx Citizens Advice Service, your advice service. We make oil heating easy with our range of services. Whether it's our free smart tank monitoring systems or just our efficient all-island deliveries, Ellen Vanning Fuels has it covered. Call us on 844 to find out more. After a tough fortnight of results, FCL of Man returned to the bowl this weekend for a fixture that has produced huge entertainment over the last two years. The Ravens welcome West Didsbury and Chalton to Manx Shores in the NWCFL Premier Division this Saturday. Can both sides produce yet another spectacle like those seen in recent times. Join me, Rob Pritchard and Sam Palmer for FCL of Man versus West Didsbury and Chalton, kicking off at 6pm this Saturday. Manx Radio will be providing full live match commentary on our DAB and AM 1368 channels. Live coverage of FCL of Man on Manx Radio is supported by Selton, investing in our community. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. It's 24 minutes now before one on Manx Radio. Uh, you mentioned the plastic bag tax, uh, says this um, email, fr- it's a WhatsApp, sorry, from 284. What happened to that sugar tax that was created to fund health? We don't know how much is raised and how much the health receives. Howard's on now. Hi, Howard. Hi, Andy. Um, just uh, when you mentioned about the, the glasses, etc., in the pubs, it's something I brought up when Phil Gorn was um, doing the men in line in the last couple of weeks. Um, and somebody came on afterwards and said that they are using a polycarbonate form of um, drinking glass, uh, which is stronger and can be washed. I've not seen it because, well, I don't go to a pub. Uh, but having said that, um, they have been around for a while. But what begs the question, are they marked the same as a pint pot by the customs? Uh, is it customs or the whatever it is? They have a, a pint yeah. mark on a glass. Uh, so they would have to be a qualified uh, quantity within the glass. And this, uh, these have been how long? Around how long, Howard? I don't know. It was somebody that rang in on the um, on the manor line when I brought this up about single-use plastic, uh, about using glasses, plastic glasses in the pubs, 
and uh, especially during TT week, um, etc., or after a certain time, and uh, said they, they are using polycarbonate. I've not seen them, um, but I, I can only assume that they are out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this thing about single-use plastics. The th- the trouble is now everybody now has got plastic bags that they bought. Uh, yes, you know, well, uh, we have. Um, we've got. Well, I gave a whole lot back to one of the charity shops down there a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they said thanks very much because we can't get them nowadays. Uh, that was a VIP place in Strand Street, and the. Um, they appreciate them because they then can hand them back out with people coming in to purchase something in their charity shop. Oh, that's a really good idea. So if people, I mean, if you've got a load of plastic bags, take them to a charity shop because uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, they can't, uh, they can't get them like we can't. But having said that, now, if my memory serves me correct, in Tesco, I know it's an advert, but their notice board, they had raised something like £2,000 on bags handed out before the stop, and that was given to local charities. Uh, interesting. Uh, I, I, I hadn't seen that in Tesco, but I'll, I'll mm. certainly take a look out for it. It's just that, uh, I mean, I don't know. I was in, I think it was Marks and Spencer the other day, and I bought a load of stuff, and they gave me a paper bag. Yes. And then I went outside, and it was throwing it down with rain. That's only seeing all the American films where they walk out and all the groceries drop on the Yeah, board. that's it. So, well, yeah. I mean, we are in this brave new world. I just wonder you know, if anybody's done any uh, surveys as to how successful it is with single-use plastic, because I'll be honest with you, uh, there are still some takeaways that are uh, serving takeaways in plastic boxes, so they must oh, have yeah. years' worth of stuff. I think a lot of them can use their existing stock, and then after that, they've got to change over. But also, when you go on, um, you see the building sites, a lot of um, equipment, etc., is all wrapped. Um, the likes of cement bags, again, for safety, basically, when they're on the trucks, but they're all wrapped with this um, shrink wrap. And that there, then, the boys just come along, split the, the shrink wrap, and that's just thrown onto the site. Now, not all sites are like that, but that stuff is flying around. I know where there's a big lump of it sitting on the head somewhere, and it's been there for weeks. You know, uh, but this is one of the things with single-use plastics. There's nobody... It's okay putting the legislation there, but there's nobody there to make sure it's carried out. Yeah. And that's down to the health and safety people on the on the site. Uh, you can tell but, me, Howard, when's the uh, camera obscura open again? Hopefully, hopefully Easter. Um, well, looking forward to it. Um, it's obvious it's, it's no good at this time of year because you, you wouldn't get the images. But hopefully we get some decent weather. I think it's April sometime. And then um, we have a small break, only a matter of a week or so, and then it's open with the summer. OK, well, uh, I'll break this to you. Easter, by the way, is four weeks tomorrow. That's Good Friday, four weeks tomorrow. Yes, I know. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
working round, taking the lenses out and sorting it out. All right. Okay, thanks, Howard. <laughs> okay, take care. Bye now. I'll get here from you. It's uh, Texter 386 says, Andy, so the organ donation idea, it's not clear. Do they propose all Manx residents are donors, including children? Also, what happens if the donors left a, lived a bad lifestyle? Surely healthy specimens only. Too many questions. Three eight six. Uh, it's an opt out situation. That's going to you're going to have to opt out of rather than opt in. So uh, it's also uh, a, a pity the Ramsey Pier doesn't coincide with the great news of the reopening of the Manx Electric Railway. Says John. Well, we can mention it anyway. Yes, a week tomorrow live in Ramsey. Be good to see you. Wolf makes a good point, says Fran, about South Beach. Sadly, the rest of the town uh, is uh, is litter-strewn as well. Cigarette ends outside both entrances to the coffee shops and uh, the, 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 also the state of the Coronation Park. It looks a bit unloved. Well, we can talk about this a week tomorrow then. There'll be some elected representatives and we'll talk about uh, Ramsey and the North live from the Queen's Pier on Friday, a week tomorrow, this is. Thanks also to the organ donation is handled by a specialist team flown in by helicopter, doctors and nurses known as harvesters. Crikey. They go over the north and west of the UK. So uh, why don't we, uh, why do Manx Care need more training as they won't be doing the operations in the organs go to the most needed anywhere in Britain? says this texter on 134. Uh, uh, just to reiterate, by the way, I don't know whether you've heard the news, that the Douglas South MHK, Claire Christians resigned from the Department of Education, Sport and Culture. So that's the minister uh, that's gone and been replaced. And now um, um, Claire Christian has resigned from that department. Uh, Claire Christian uh, also said, oh, just bought s- s- some, oh, yes, I just bought lots of plants for spring at the garden centre. The amount of small plastic pots I have to throw away is unbelievable. Can't they use biodegradable pots, says Mary? I think this is just something that needs clarifying. This was brought in it was great fanfare last October, the fact that we were single-use plastic banning, uh, and now everywhere you go, there is single-use plastic. So, I mean, there are other cases where they have substituted it with cardboard or what have you, and I know some takeaways are using cardboard containers, but others aren't. The issue of building on the Jerby River floodplain should be solved by requiring the developer to underwrite flood insurance for a 20-year period, says Paul in Mackle. Then we would see whether or not uh, they are convinced about it. Lynn says, I want to say I was impressed with David Ashford on yesterday's man and I'd done his research. Uh, very well prepared, knowledge and professional and informative. Well done, Mr. Ashford. Uh, regarding the doorbell issue, who's going to visit all the houses that have this type of doorbell and gain access to check that it complies, says Pete. Well, I think they'll just look at it, and if it is one of those video doorbells, then you might find yourself getting a letter if you're not, uh, if you haven't paid to become compliant with the information commissioner. Also, in the past, the police, when there have been issues of um, law and order, have gone round actually asking people if they have doorbell footage. So maybe they could be required to contribute to it if they're using your stuff. I'm just guessing. 
Uh, it's time for the chief minister to step in and sort this roundhouse thing out, not just sit back and let them squabble like kids, says John. It really needs to be sorted out. Well, says uh, Texter 053, video door bells have to be registered with the information commissioner possible fine of £10,000 for non-compliance this text to 053 says Andy what about dash cams surely they qualify as well when the man in line's not on air call Manx Radio to leave your opinion for broadcast on 682 631 I began to struggle with the stairs, but I didn't want to leave our family home. So my daughter told me about Acorn Stairlifts and their new showroom in Douglas. I was able to try the stairlifts and find the right one for me and the home I love. They were so friendly. The whole process was hassle-free and they offered the whole package from installation to servicing. Choose the island's first choice for stairlifts. Acorn Stairlifts, South Quay, Douglas. Call Acorn Stairlifts now on 672 414 or call into our Douglas showroom. Spectrum Windows If your house needs a new look And your windows laid in rain Keep those cold breezes out And make it look like new again Spectrum Windows, Spectrum Windows Quality through and through Great work guaranteed to you Spectrum Windows, Spectrum Windows How do you really get to feel healthier? Eat healthier. ShopRite's healthy choice ranges make it easy and truly enjoyable. All over our chillers and freezers, food that even sounds better for you. Like the Gym Kitchen protein-packed frozen meals, Plant Chef plant-based chilled and frozen food, and free-from ranges across the store from pasta to cereal. Better for you doesn't have to mean boring anymore. Try our range of healthier alternatives. Available now at ShopRite. Ethel Garage in Balasala doesn't just service and repair any make or model of car. They also operate a recovery vehicle to rescue you and your vehicle from anywhere on the island. See? Aren't you glad we went to Ethel? For top quality work from Nissan factory trained technicians, dedicated aftercare, and now recovery to Athol, a garage to swear by, not swear at. Book now at athol.im or call the A team whenever you need them. 820082. A new exhibition exploring the Isle of Man's remarkable maritime heritage and honouring the 200th anniversary of the RNLI opened recently at the House of Manannan and Peel. All at Sea uncovers some of the tragic events in Manx waters which motivated Manx residents. Sir William Hillary to establish a national maritime life-saving institution. On Perspective this week, we talked to the people behind the exhibition and consider the vital role that Hillary played in saving lives at sea. That's Perspective this Sunday at 12 noon on Manx Radio with me, Phil Gorn. The story of the RNLI is undoubtedly a source of great pride for the Manx people. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Roger's on now. Hi, Roger. Hi, Andy. Um, just going along from uh, regarding the... Um the doorbell camera. I, I've actually got a, a, a front camera. I've, I've adjusted it now, so but it will actually see outside my boundary. But it, now I'm sure it will only record inside the boundary. But moving on from there, I, I've got a camera in my uh, in my car. Uh, like loads and loads, many people have a CCTV. Um, 
where does that fall into this? Well, um, I mean, uh, regulation. this is all the, the information commissioner. Apparently, this is not just a, a video doorbell you've got. Apparently, exactly. you're processing personal data. That, that's right. But uh, which brings me on from from the house camera. Uh, brings me on to to my car and wherever and anywhere I'm driving, the the camera is rolling. I've got a camera on my push bike even uh, in the event of an accident or whatever. It's there for for, for me. And, uh, and but, also, but at the same time, it's recording. What about cyclists with GoPro on the helmet? Yeah, well, that's me. That's exactly what I'm, I'm saying about my, right. myself. You can wear them if you're out diving or whatever. You can wear them on on your uh, on your on your swimsuit. What about people um, taking pictures um, on the seaside? Or I'm just trying to think of anywhere and everywhere. Television, cricket matches. So why do you think? In all the time. Why do you think they've suddenly descended on doorbells? I honestly don't know. Um, maybe you get some more 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 money in. I, I, get, I, I honestly don't know. Um, but I, I do I do understand CCTV. There should be. Um, a warning up that there is CCTV. We we yeah. get that every time we walk into a shop, into a public building, or whatever. I do understand that. But I thought that if if you were if you had a camera in a public place, then you could. If you were like you, you know you can you can shoot. If you're standing in a public highway or on a public pavement, you can take a photograph and video whatever you want. Exactly. exactly. So I don't understand why it doesn't work the other way. It it's. It's certainly confusing, isn't it? Um, and it and it's, it talks about um, doorbells. Um, I don't like them myself, but but it does talk to them. In fact, if you get something, an occurrence happen, whether it be a, an RTA or a disturbance or a theft of something, the police actually appeal yep. for people with oh, uh, that's doorbells happened when there was a, a spate of um, of petty th- thefts. I think around Upper Douglas a while ago, mm-hmm. the police were asking people for exactly. for, for recordings. This is seventy pounds we're talking about, by the way. You I know, and seventy that's not pounds. A that, then there's an annual of 50 I think isn't it yeah so so I've, I've adjusted my mind was just on 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 the brink of the uh, driveway and if you look on the recording you could see people's feet walking past so I, I've brought it in six inches or whatever but it, it's just it's it's uncertain I don't understand it um, I, I I think you said it's recording outside the, um, yes. the boundary, so you can you can see outside it, but you can only record inside it. Well, well, it, well. Yeah. And, and as you say, car, uh, dash cam footage and GoPro footage exactly. would seem They're to be okay. exactly the same thing. And, and <laughs> we'll find out. All right, thanks, Roger. Cheers, Andy. Take Good care. for that. So over ten years, you'll end up paying what five hundred and twenty pounds, seventy pounds for the first year for for the registration, and an annual fee of fifty pounds, unless an exemption of fees can be claimed. If you have a video doorbell and the field of vision is outside the curtilage of your property, then you're in. You're in for the uh, the £70 and the £50 a year. Businesses also, including sole traders and organisations that process personal data, 
um, will be under the, you have to register with the Information Commissioner and pay a fee. If you operate, let's get this straight there, if you operate a home video doorbell, which records outside the boundaries of your property, you are required to comply with the law. Get that? If you don't, you're breaking the law, which includes the requirement to register and pay the statutory fee. Jill's on now. Hi, Jill. Hello, Andy. I'm glad you're well again. You sounded a bit rough last few weeks. Nice, of you, nice of you to say so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, it's regarding the plastic, Andy. We felt bullied. My husband, everyone knows my husband. I'm not going to mention his name. He'll soon be retiring, but he's had a fast food outlet for 30 years and we went to Ramsey Bakery when they closed to buy their old things plastic and you get these containers in masses we we threw them all out in the in the garage because we didn't want to be fined we wanted to be law abiding citizens even i think you said there would be a fine i listen to you every day now how long have we got i was saying to my husband oh october i think it was oh dear i think we had a year's notice or so but a year isn't a lot when you've got your garage packed with good deals that you get well who who's who's policing all this who's who's enforcing the rules well, Manx Radio for a start, because I know I heard on Manx Radio we'd get a fine. We did get a bit scared about using plastic because it was deadline, deadline, yeah. got to get rid of plastic. So all that stuff we bought at Ramsey Bakery with our savings, we threw away because we didn't want to get fined. We didn't know how much it would be. We were worried about the bin liners. Do we have to, you know, they're plastic, but what, what do we put all the tons of rubbish in? And, you know, it's just not fair on the middleman. I myself, like Mary, who texted in today, I've been to a big garden centre recently and it makes me angry a little bit because I'm throwing all these little plastic pots away. Can't, Can't Claire Barber sort that one out, you know? I mean, she never got me a play area my ch- my <laughs> in Douglas. That's not happened. So my grandchild is now four. I think she was one and a half when that closed down. So I have to sort of hike everywhere with her because I don't drive a car. When's that, when's that going to reopen? They said that was on the agenda. Oh, well, there you go. How long's a piece of string? It's not fair because we used to sit with... I've been very ill... Um, you know, we used to sit with other people and their children and talk about the grandkids. But, you know, and then I'm thinking, you know, with this with the plastic as well, it's like and with the taxes, it's always a little man. Garden centres can make all these little plastic pots that we throw away. But we threw away all the plastic in the garage and bought new stuff. It costs money. All right. OK, you know? Jill, thanks for calling today. Thanks, Andy. Glad you're better. Bye. Good to hear from you. 60 years serving the island. Manx Radio. Oh, I've got to say congratulations, by the way, to uh, ITV's Josh Stokes. Uh, Joshua Stokes from Granada Reports. Of course, Josh is based on the Isle of Man. He was in for a Royal Television Society Award for Emerging Talent of the Year for his report on a special report on Summerland, the Forgotten Disaster, on the 50th anniversary of the fire at Summerland. Well, I'm happy to say Josh has won the award. 
Emerging Young Talent of the Year at the Journalism Awards for 2024. So congratulations, Josh Stokes. The drinks are on you. That's it for Thursday. Back with another open line tomorrow. Thanks to Chris Quirk on the phones today. W-I-N-T